Gubna? Hey, Gubna. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, everyone. This is a podcast that explores the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. My name is Ryan. This is my friend Albert. Hello, world. Did you like that super serious introduction? That was good. It was smooth. It was so smooth I couldn't hear the words. <sighs> That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Going for smooth today. Blackout smooth. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a big one. I've got a feeling. Oh, I've got a feeling, too. Because <laughs> Th- There's been a feeling happening all week. There and... is so much information in my head yeah. that I don't even know what's going to come out. Yeah, I'm I'm maxed out on information too, but not in the bad way. That's good. Like that, some weeks have been the bad way. This is not the bad way. This is the good way. The good way. All right, so uh, let's let's get let's get down to business here with a couple of the of brass things. tacks. Perhaps we should probably let everyone know that we contacted Admiral Nelson's rum. Yes, we, we did. Said, we did our part. <laughs> we uh, jointly wrote an email to them to let them know that we would be honored if they would sponsor us. Yeah. We didn't say what that would include, but... Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of money. A lot of money. Could be could just anything. Be just friendship, Friendship. Really. A couple of bottles of rum. Yeah. They've not written back yet. Yeah. We didn't We didn't make ourselves sound pathetic, though. We're, no. We're good. We weren't begging or anything. No. I wasn't begging. No. I was a little bit of begging. In the in, on the inside, I was begging. I was like, we will pay you if you will let us be sponsored by you. Yeah, but sometimes it takes them a couple of weeks, I think, because they get a lot of Yeah, emails. there's just so many people. <laughs> there's that one guy just checking all the emails, sweating profusely. Email Steve. Oh my God, it's, it's like, my run. job. My job is not important enough. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it will be when he lands us, big fish. Um, we also had our first Idiom sighting. Yes! One of our star listeners named Eric Raj from New Jersey. Eric Raj, congratulations. Beautiful man, There's great only one guy. First. He sent us a video. Uh, he found the uh, license plate that said running amok on a New Jersey license plate. Yep. He, so that gave us a great idea. If you guys find an idiom somewhere out there in the universe. Yeah. If it's represented, it could be the words. If you're just seeing something and you're like, wow, there it is. Oh. You know? Uh, like you're witnessing like a shoot like, the messenger type scenario. Yes, right. I or, am seeing that someone's very mad at the mailman. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> Garfield that's hates the mailman. <laughs> um, right. Or it's raining cats and dogs. Right. You know, if you see a, a cat fall from a, a roof while it's raining. Especially if it's Garfield. And you see Garfield. If you see Garfield at all, we, you get in. Yeah. If you see Garfield on the street, you take a picture, you send it to us. Yeah. We will talk about it on our podcast. Big time. Big time. So you can you can uh, send us anything like that at don'tbeanidiom at gmail.com. Gmail is a very popular email server. They were very happy to have us be a part of their, yes. their they were, they were Yeah, they were honored. Yeah. They, we got a little... Um, uh, sponsorship from them. Yeah, just John for, Google emailed us. John Google is like, thank you for choosing us. Ha, make it a Google. <laughs> Google dollars to my boys. <laughs> Google dollars. Um, what else? What else is up with you? Um, uh, official stuff. What? Anything official uh, oh, happen? Oh, anything, I mean, because <laughs> lots of official well, stuff. It's very official over on this end. Well, from our our SoundCloud, I'm able to determine who our our top listeners are. Yes. By country and city, you want to hear the top five countries that listen to Don't Be an Idiom? Do you hear that, people? Countries. Can you believe that this nope. is getting across the worldwide ocean? That's because of the internet. 
well, the World Wide Web. That's why it's called that. That's right. We're well, all connected now. Apparently, there's cables under the ocean. That yeah, that's the true. Internet. That's crazy. There's physical like a physical cables. hard line of yeah. the fucking internet. That's crazy. Yeah, you should look up pictures of that. It's pretty incredible. If somebody was like, you have to go see them, I would say, that's scary. Scuba dive gear. Ooh, scary. Is that scary? Well, like middle of the... I feel like open water. Yeah, give me that open water. What if there's a storm? Yeah. I'll Stormy go. weather. I'll fucking go. I don't give a shit. All right, good. Sphere. <laughs> Top five countries. You want to guess the first one? Number one? Yep. I'm going to go for... Malaysia. You're wrong. It's the United States Woo, of America. USA. The greatest country on earth. Yes. Psych. No, it's, it's whatever. Um, Did no. you say fake or psych? I said psych. Nice. Did you say fake? Fake. Number it's two. The new way to say psych. Number two happens to be the place that we're visiting in June. Uh, Japan. Yes. That's number two. The Japanese love us. That's they amazing. love us over there. So there are three more countries. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Because the only reason that I thought that there was a second country is because your sister lives in Japan. Yeah, my sister and her husband live in Japan and they listen to it. So that's, that's why. Amazing. I mean, because they could shun us just as easily. <laughs> that's why we're, that's why Japan's our number two listening country. Number three, Germany. Yeah. What? Does yeah. it say how many people have listened in Germany? Is that an accident? It tells us how many plays we've had in Germany, but I'm not going to give you those those details. Because they're so high? they're so high. Oh, Germany, yes. Number four is Indonesia. All right. Indo, where the hell are you located on the globe? <laughs> and uh, number five is the Netherlands. That's it. That the is Dutch good. love us. I would just like to say a personal hello to the last three people in those last three countries. Hello. Please say something. I want to talk to you directly. Yeah, we'd like to speak to you directly. We've got a few words for you. Yeah. Wow. Country. Look at us. We're, glo- we're global phenomena. Global phenomena. Amazing. Um, and the other thing is that it's Earth Day. So happy Earth Day. The Earth, where all of our listeners live. World Wide Web, the globe, the ocean. It's all very global phenomenons. Earth Day. Ah, cool, man. Ah, best Earth Day ever. (sighs) This is this is a notable Earth Day. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um. So you got called in for jury duty this week. I have to talk talk about about this briefly. Yeah, talk about it. So I don't know if any of you people in the Philadelphia, Jersey area have heard about this guy, David Creato Jr. Well, you know, I've got called for regular old jury duty and never been actually called to the building itself. I've been like, said, hey, we might need you. And they're like, don't come in. I'm like, oh, thank God. So I thought, you know, I went, I went to the building and they're like, uh, you know, we've got, a, we've got a criminal case today and it's a big one. And I was like, oh my God, what if this is, what if this is that murder? Sure enough, my number comes up. One of 120 jurors, we go up. They have to stagger us into the elevator, and we get up there, and I walk into the courtroom. What and kind I'm of like, characters were in that elevator? Crazy kooky characters. <laughs> I mean, they were the kooks. The craziest um, kooks. I mean, no, everybody looked insanely normal. Although they said that you had to dress nice for a court, and you no know, one so did. I dressed like a Gap ad. Yeah, and nobody cared, and everybody else was dressed in. Shit shirts? Shit shirts. Yeah, sure. so... The poop smith always wears a shit that's shirt. That's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, walked into the courtroom, and as I get in there, they handed me a 
um, calendar with all these dates marked on it all the way into May. I was like, this has got to be it. This has got to be it because they don't tell you. It's the big one. Sure enough, man, I sit down and I look at the face of maybe a murderer and I am going, this guy, this happened blocks from my house where I'm living right now. Yeah. That the, 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 this, it was, a, it's an unfortunate story. It was a, it was a, this, this guy's three-year-old kid was found dead in Cooper River, New Jersey, which is, I can see from my front door. Right. And I mean, I know the exact spot and I was just geeking out so hard because I, I, you know, my number got called, all these people got dismissed. I'm sitting in the jury box. I'm seat number 10. I was like, this is it. I'm not giving up my spot ever. Asked us a couple personal questions, like what bumper stickers do you have in your car? I don't have any. Interesting question. That was the most. That was the most interesting. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of bumper stickers. I should probably say right here, right now. No, I know. I like. I would think that I. I was like, let me count all the bumper. Oh, I don't have any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I I don't know what it was. I think I was just too vanilla. And they let me go. Yeah. Uh, when they when they said juror number ten, you're just excused. I wanted to be like. No, are you sure? I'm like, like the one guy here that actually kind of is interested in seeing this process. Right? It was going to be everything, dude. They had they had forensic scientists coming from New York. We were going to take a field trip. Oh, field trips. In the court bus down to the murder scene. And it's like, look, I'm not happy that the whole thing happened. But if it's going to happen, let me in. Let me. Yeah. I want to know all the details. You want to know the details. So that was actually worse than any breakup I've ever had. Oh. Ever, any loss I've ever... Getting dismissed from that jury was... A red letter day for me. Oh, sorry, buddy. A bad red letter day. A bad one. Because I think, you know, I think they could be bad too. Right. Well, we should probably look. Yeah, red letter day. I, I looked it's up another a little, idiom. You know, you know yeah. about it. I, I looked it up briefly because yeah. we were teaching idioms at school. But yeah. they're second grade. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What's a red letter day? It's. I mean, I briefly looked it up, and it was something that they used to mark significant dates in the book with a red letter. Kind of like pre-idiom history for you, everybody. Right. I mean, I, I did not research it enough, but big days. Like, imagine you were keeping a journal every day. You're like, nothing happened, nothing happened. Masturbated, nothing happened. It's Earth Day. <laughs> Earth yeah, it's a red day. Red letter day. Red letter. Yeah. We. Hey, people listen to us on five continents. Big red letter day. <laughs> uh, five countries. Countries. Country nents, <laughs> I meant. I think it's three continents. But, you know, it's, it's just a day when they would mark it in a different colored ink because something important happened. Yeah. Okay. So that was well, an important loss. I wanted to um, extend my... Uh, friendship spaghetti? Friendship spaghetti. <laughs> Wait, like, what was I going to say? Like, if somebody dies... Condolences. Cond oh, Jesus. Why can't I Condolences. Condolences. Uh, my condolences that you didn't get that. Thanks, man. I did laminate my juror badge, though. Because <laughs> I'm keeping that forever. Um, all right. Well, thanks for sharing that that little anecdote. I had and, to. Uh, thanks uh, for letting me. I don't usually get called to the jury, so we'll see what happens. Well, I'm never... Way. If I ever get called again, it'll never be white murder. Ever. Just yeah. never will be. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into our idiom origins of the day. All right. I, uh, the, today we're going to decide who goes first. I've got two pieces of spaghetti. <laughs> Where are the meatballs is what I'd like to know. You know that here at Don't Be an Idiom, we talk about spaghetti, spaghetti quite a meatballs. bit. I guess that, that kind of started with the mumbo jumbo one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I meant to ask you about that when we were thinking about it. I was like, was it mumbo jumbos, spaghetti and meatballs? That's right. But now I, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, no, spaghetti yeah, yeah. and meatballs for the stars or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like now that's going to be... <clears throat> 
I feel like for the rest of the existence of this podcast, spaghetti and meatballs, it's going to be a very important symbol. Yeah. We should probably make some some pins. Yeah. With just spaghetti and meatballs on it. Don't be an idiom. Yeah. So Admiral Nelson, the first thing you guys can get us is the pin maker. Yeah. Thank you, Admiral Nelson's Rum. And our own spaghetti company. All right. Nice. So I've got some hard spaghetti. I made one shorter than the other. Albert's going to pick one. We're going to see who goes first. (laughs) It's usually Albert. It's always me. (laughs) So whoever has the longest piece goes first, okay? All right, everybody. Go for it. I already know which one's longer. Let me see. Do you already know? (gasps) I got the short straw. Wow, am I going first? I think so. That's huge. Cool. I don't remember the last time I went first. It seems like it's been a really long time. All right. That's good, man. I'm glad that you... We'll switch it up today. All right. Let can I all right, I'm before I'm not comfortable with this. Before we get into this, I have one question for you. Are you on the level? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, people. Am I on the level? Um yes. Yeah. I mean, if it's you, I mean, we were just we actually in our in our uh, roll your horses, what is it? Hold your horses meet and greet. Yeah. I basically came to the realization that I am completely on the level with Ryan. It's the only reason I've had a good life at this point. So yeah, if the level is you, I'm on it. You're on the level. Today we're going to be talking about on the level. Fucking yeah, dude. And I need to precede this origin with with this little bit of information about the past couple days for me. I have watched... Hours of documentaries. Okay. I've taken like 12 pages of notes. Okay. And I don't really want to look at any notes. I've just got all the information in my head. Yeah. Because this all has to do with the Freemasons. The Freemasons. You know what? Yes. Let's hear about it. I I hear about these guys all the time, but I, I feel like I can't lock my mind down to what they are. Yeah. So, I mean, I just totally ruined your origin guess with... Unless you'd already known it. I, I can't believe Dude, I just did that. I am so bad with history. Yeah. And dates. Yeah. And, you know, geography that, like, it just, does, you couldn't even ruin it. My guess is on the level has something to do with the Freemasons. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I ruined that for no, you. No, it, it actually didn't ruin it for me. I mean, okay, let's just think. Yeah. You gave me a little hint. You gave me a big little hint. Mm-hmm. And I like that because it makes this more natural, but, uh. I guess I could imagine Freemasons saying, um, hey, man, are you on the level? The level is me. I'm the Freemason. Yeah. Are you on that level? Are you an Illuminati? Are you like the fucking 1%? Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I don't know what I would have guessed. I would have guessed like a leveler. A level? What what is a leveler? You know, like a level. Like when you're... My dad does a lot of carpentry stuff and he's got those... Things with the bubbles in them. Yeah. The level. Uh, that, that is a level. And that, that, that's where level. it comes from. It does come from that. It does. That, that's my actual guess. What? Then you're right. Uh, you, tried, <laughs> you tried to side one, you snake. <laughs> All right. I got you anyway. Well, as an homage to the Freemasons um, mm-hmm. and the integrity uh, that geometry plays in the their their fraternity. Yeah, I'm going to do a trifecta of idioms that I feel like are all connected and deeply rooted in Freemasonry history. I am okay with that. Thank you, because they all just kind of need to be discussed together. I'm okay and with that. the this trifecta of idioms creates a little triangle, and it's on the level, on the square, to give the third degree. Oh. 
I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. Hit me with it, baby. All right. So first off, on the level, what does that mean? Well, again, if I'm going back to um, what the actual level. Yeah. Oh, oh no, like modern yeah, meaning. Like, yeah, like what does it mean? Hey, man, are that? you cool? Yeah. Are you cool? Yeah. That's my guess. It means, it's first off, it's a symbol of equality. And it means in all sincerity, honesty, or truth. So if you're on the level, right, then I can trust you. Because, mm-hmm. all right, so we're... Because you're cool. You're the real McCoy, right? So The real McCoy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, we already know that a level is... I heard a little bit about the real McCoy. And me too. And in the, <laughs> an instrument used by builders to determine a common plane, right? So it's just like that thing that, you know... The level. With the, with the, the little the bubble bubbles. thing. I yeah. love that green fluid in there. Now, on the square is, is just another way of saying on the level, all right? And it, that's what's used to create right angles. Yeah. And stonemasons back in the day... Because all of the blocks need to be perfect and symmetrical, they would use squares to make sure that all of the blocks they were making sure. were on were perfectly square. And that's another another word for trust. Wait, square? Yeah. Okay, but because what about like you're a square, like well, like the dis? Yeah, we should look that up. And then hip to be a square, Huey Lewis. <laughs> hip to be a square. That, that's Huey Lewis, right? Yeah. And the news. American Psycho. Don't forget the news. I won't forget the news. <laughs> Um, and, and to, to give or get the third degree, what does that mean? The third degree? Yeah. Uh, um, oh my gosh, glanced at this one somewhere. It's something about, I know that they usually use it with like police interrogation, like don't stop giving me the third degree. Right. I mean, when I think of the third degree nowadays, it's just grilling. I'm like really grilling really hard, like asking the hard questions. Yeah. Like all this murder stuff I watch, it's like they were in a seven hour you know, interview with the cops and they're just like exhausted. They're like, I did it. I, uh, everyone did it. Right. And the third degree, there are three degrees that it takes for like when a Freemason is coming up from the bottom, they start, they start off as a, an entered apprentice. That's the first degree. The second degree is a, called a fellow craft. And the third degree is a master Mason. And there's a huge interve- interview process that goes on to become a master Mason. And it's a very long, arduous interview process. And that's why we use the words third degree when we're grilling uh, someone who's oh, you know, being questioned because it's like so hard to get to, to get past that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, whoa. Exactly. So we have these, these three idioms. And actually, one of the reasons that I, I was really interested in, in exploring on the level and on the square is because, um, you know, my fa- one of my favorite bands is called Ghost. Who's oh, that? I do know that. Satanic Swedish band. And their newest single, they say, are you on the level? Are you on the square? Are you Ooh. ready to stay, stay right here right now before the devil? That you're on the level. That you're on the square. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, I like that. I know. I was like, on the square? I don't think I've ever heard that. But I have heard on the level. So these these phrases come from... I mean, they have existed for as long as the Freemasons have existed. It's part of their, yeah. it's like part of their, their, their text. It's part of their symbolism. And dude, what do you know about the Freemasons? Okay, great. Cause here's the dumb question I'd like I have, to ask. I did not know enough. I mean, either. Like, I, I always, you know, I, I hear Mace, the Freemasons, I imagine like masonry work. And I was like, ah, but come on. Like, it just seems like a bunch of elite people. Yeah. But like. They were builders at one point, right? Dude, all right. So in the 1400s, that's when stonemasons started to create their own society, their own club, 
where they had secret handshakes and because there were tools <laughs> of the trade that they didn't want to divulge. Tools of the trade. Oh, that's one too. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> it, so, I mean, the, but then it didn't really establish itself as this specific society called the Freemasons until the mm-hmm. 1700s. Okay. And that's when, and that, when it, when it was uh, developed well, in the they were 1700s. so secret. Right. Well, when it was developed in the 1700s, years. you didn't have to be actually a Mason like a stone mason to you said that money you just had to have money and be white <laughs> and be white um actually that's a that's an interesting comment because um, it's racist eventually like african americans had to have their own lodge wow. in, as of the freemasons the 1900s but now i mean any now any from any any ethnicity or or even some lodges allow women but most lodges still oh. do not allow women to be a part of the freemasons yeah i mean i I think they should be allowed in, but I can <laughs> well, yeah, see I can see those students in their powdered wigs not being letting them in. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. So it's it started in the 1700s, but 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 the Freemason ideas have been around since the 1400s and even earlier. And yeah, it's like if you're a Freemason, it's just it's a fraternity. It's you're a free. brotherhood. You're free. <laughs> and they use the carpenter's tools as symbols and metaphors for okay. for moral lessons. Yeah. And it's still really secretive, but there are so right. many conspiracies that just wrap themselves around the Freemasons. And right. it's crazy. You're, you're preaching to the choir here, man. Fucking, I got in you so much trouble with Roger <laughs> when I was watching Jesse Ventura's um, conspiracy theory show because, you know, Jesse Ventura's... I, I like him, but is nuts. And like to have him be the one uh, presenting all these theories. Yeah, dude, like give it to me. Give me, talk about the Illuminati. Talk about the 1%. All right. So I don't even know where to start. It's all interesting. But I guess I already did start. So the Freemasons started in the 1700s mm-hmm. in um, the first Grand Lodge, because they all have separate lodges, was in London. Mm-hmm. And... Um, basically all these lodges started to pop up in America, in England, in Scotland, in Ireland, in France. Mm -hmm. And they were a secret society that discussed, I I mean, the the point of their, their Freemasons was to actually to make the world better, to talk about how they can make life better and how they can be become better people as individuals. They're like, that right angle is pretty good, but can we make it more right? (laughs) (laughs) How do you make 90 degrees more 90 degrees? 91 degrees? And then they're like, no, 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 no. It's against the rules. Do the handshake. Do the handshake. He's not doing the handshake right. It's the wrong handshake. So, and people would be invited to become part of the Freemasons. And they'd be like, just kidding. We'd be like merchants. And a lot of the founding fathers of America were Freemasons themselves. George Washington was a Freemason. Of course. John Hancock. I thought you were going to say John Hamm. No, John Hamm. Might I bet be he's a fucking Freemason. Nah, I think Freemasons today are a little, I don't know what the deal is. I, isn't that just Scientologist? No. Are you <laughs> sure? Not, yeah. <laughs> but maybe. But maybe. maybe. Uh, apparently 14 presidents have been have been Freemasons. I need to hear them all in alphabetical order. FDR, Harry Truman. You got them all there? No, I don't. Truman. Know. Truman. Truman. Um, the Truman Show. But some famous people, uh, Dave Thomas of Wendy's, the fast food chain, is a Freemason. Oh my God. 
what, you know, do, what do you think see, about that? What do I think about this? It's like, oh, I think, you know, the end all be all is fucking finding a monster in idioms. But no, it's Dave Thomas. <laughs> I Pretty why monstrous. Why to be the smart one? <laughs> what? Why do I get to be the fucking... What are you talking about? That was awesome. That's what I'm talking about. I love Dave Thomas. Like, when he used to show up, I was like, I feel so calm and buttery. Yeah. And that's it. Well, you know who else was a, a Freemason? Harry Houdini, the magician. Yeah. yeah. So was Buzz Aldrin. Uh, um, but not Neil? But not Neil. And Buzz Aldrin brought a Freemason's flag to the moon. Really? Yeah. But then brought it back with him? And brought it back with him. I don't want anyone to see this. (laughs) Secret. It's too secret. He's like, Neil, I'm taking a pee. Don't look over here. Uh, Clark Gable, John Wayne, they were both Freemasons as well. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. But but today there are over 5 million Freemasons all around the world. And so for conspiracists, is that a word? Definitely. For conspiracists. I don't know. uh, It is. I think it is. Oh. You're the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. But so people feel like the Freemasons tried to establish a new world order and they actually run because so many politicians and important people and wealthy people are Freemasons that they secretly run the entire world. Yeah. These are the people. I mean, are these are these people the same as like the secret society that are like trying to, you know, diminish the Earth's population to whatever so that they can control us better? Are they like the Illuminati? I mean, there's. You're not watching enough Jesse Ventura. I'm not watching enough Jesse Ventura. The the Knights Templar and Illuminati and Freemasons are all kind of wrapped up in a similar conspiracy, being secret societies that are controlling the world. I mean, they're elite, right? They're an elite club. Yeah, but apparently, when you're a Freemason, and part of what you know, we're talking supposed to be talking about idioms, but on Hmm. part of what on the level means, we can do whatever we want. (laughs) We can do whatever we want. Part of what on the level means is that whether you're the president. Um, you know, a fish shop owner, a spaghetti yes. and meatball shop yes. owner, a plumber. If you're a Freemason, you are all on the level. Oh, so it's like you're you're pre-existing. We're um, all as as Freemason yeah. brothers. We're all equal here. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a symbol of equality. Perfect plane. Um, you know who else is like that? Actually, hmm. uh, forensic analysis. That's a thing, right? That's a word. Analysis. Yeah, all forensic analysis are yeah, yeah. equal. Yeah, no, no, like the the people. Just a just a side note that that started the whole study of forensics. You know, yeah. like crime scene investigation. They all started that, and they were like, "Here's our thing: no titles. Mm. We're just going to address everybody by our last names, mm. and doesn't matter what you are outside of this, because it was something that they all did because they were passionate about, and you didn't address them that way. So everybody was on the level." As a forensic analysis person. Person. Because they had to kind of create the science from the ground up, you know? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Not to like railroad you here or sideline you here. Too late for that. Too late for that. Cut. (laughs) But Um, no, I get that. Like, could you imagine going in with Barack and being like, hey, hey, man. Hey, we're on the level, right? You and me, basically the same. Same guy. But in the back of his head, he's like, man. Nobody's on the level with Barack. (laughs) Except Michelle, she's up there. Yep, yep, she's up there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I, it's 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 like with all the documentaries that I watched and yeah. all the information what are I read, doing? there's there is no logical or reasonable way to create a like an outline of where to start and where to end with information about them. Because some of sure. the some of the coolest things about the Freemasons are that are the conspiracies. 
Well, yeah. And the reason there are so many conspiracies is because they have secrets. But really, the only thing that's secret about them is is what the rituals they have in place are for their lodges, and it's especially when it comes to the third degree, because people know what the yeah people know what the uh, the rituals are for the first degree. Do you know what those I are? I do know what they are. Could you? Do you want to know? I would love to know. All right. I'll give it to you as best as I can. Okay. When you become a first degree Freemason, you enter this room, you're blindfolded because mm. a part of being a Freemason is seeing the light at different levels. In a way, it's kind of like Scientology like that. Like you oh. keep getting to these different levels yeah. and they reveal more and more secrets to you and more and more secret handshakes and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this and is this the, one's this just a double elbow. Just a couple 800 moves and no big deal once but, you're at level three. But so they, they blindfold you. And uh, the, the this really important allegory for the Freemasons is about uh, Hiram Abif, who was the architect who built King Solomon's temple for Yahweh. Okay. Uh, you know, 3,000 years ago or sure. whatever. And apparently this this architect was... Uh, killed by these three ruffians, these three assassins of sorts that wanted to know the like, We don't like buildings, not one not, bit, no. not <laughs> a bit of buildings in my town. Get out of building, Get out, out of building town. They wanted to know what the secret words were. <laughs> words, 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 William Wordsworth. They wanted to know that's what, the end for the day, everybody. <laughs> they wanted to know the secret words that would give them power. They want to know the secret words of the master mason. Yeah, and he wouldn't give it to him because as a, as a mason, they had a level of secrecy that they had to keep among, amongst themselves. So uh, Hiram Abif was was confronted by three assassins. They're like, "Give us those secret words!" And then finally, the third one killed him. So they recreate Whoa. that ritual in the first degree, um, you know, process. They recreate the yeah, killing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they yes. have. Yes, it's like basically like scripted. It's like a scripted amateur play. Or whatever. how much fake blood are we talking here? I, Gallons? I imagine zero. Oh, really? Yeah. If you have a secret society, I'd just be like just company dime. There's probably a spanking somewhere in there that they're not letting us know about. Yeah, I mean, are they naked when they go into the room? No, they have. I feel like everyone should be really Masons naked. wear these special aprons and these special cloth necklaces. Really? Actually, the gavel was is a Freemason invention. The gavel that's used in a courtroom. Because it's at a 90 degree. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> angle. Perfect, ti- perfect angle. Perfect, perfect timing. timing. Perfect. Um, so, and then once, once you're killed by the third ruffian um then they like take the blindfold off and now you are that first level that first degree of a freemason nice yeah called i forget what it's called already but um murder mason the entered apprentice so then there's the second degree and the third degree and and no one really knows no one knows the third degree no one knows what the rituals for the third degree are or what the secrets are that you learn as a third degree freemason do you have the second degree ritual no (gasps) How did the first get out? Did they leak it on purpose? Yeah, they they leaked it on purpose. Because they're like, look how cool. Which is also a little, I don't know. If you're just going to give that away, then that means they want you. Like, here, here's a little. Now stop thinking that we're doing. They want you to know they have this cool secret. They're like, (laughs) oh, secret number one is we reenact a murder every year. And I feel like first degree Masons, 
you know, because they're really into charity and they're, you know, they make hospitals boring, and they're part of parades boring. and they give out donations. Squander but I feel like that's all the, the first degree guys. Yeah. I feel like all the creepy cool stuff's happening in the third degree. Sure. It's got to be the third degree. It's got to be. Well, here's what I'd like to know. Is there a fourth degree? Well, if there is, it's a secret. That's the super secret. Well, I do have to ask one question before... Uh, you, you mentioned a master mason before. Is yeah. there one or can there be multiple? That's a great question. So there is no central uh, Masonic lodge oh. that, that, that um, you know, all other lodges fall under. Mm-hmm. Each lo- grand lodge is its own thing. Okay. So, you know, there, so that's also kind of weird that there's no single controller. But actually when they were established in America, they wanted George Washington. They they toyed with the idea of George Washington be, being the... the uh, master mason of all the lodges I mean, that's a good choice but then they were like well he's already the president let's let's keep this all separate yeah let's let's spread it out a little bit. he's got he's got his slaves <laughs> he's got enough he's going got his on whole thing going on but a lot of the uh, architecture in dc is actually m- uses masonic symbolism and the pillars and stuff really and, yeah you know because dc is really quite impressive when you think about i mean how did they get all that marble there i mean where horse did that marble carts? come from <laughs> Horse-drawn carts, really? I mean, what the fuck? Could you imagine building DC today? Can you imagine building all that white marble? Anything at all? Can you imagine building a house? Yeah, I, you ever seen no, a house you know, built? Like, I'm like, I, I don't okay, get it. I build a house for a mole, a mole house. And he'd be like, I don't know. This is fine, I guess. I usually live in a hole, but not the like, DC is insane. Yeah, it's pretty insane. And they got all the. Uh, there you go. There you go. We should do mm-hmm. a DC mm. free, a Freemason DC trip, and we find all the. There's a little conspiracy where if you connect all the major monuments that incorporate Masonic architecture, it creates a pentagram. Let's just do it, mm-hmm. okay? And worry about what it looks like later. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so on the level, on the square, to the third degree, those all come from Freemason. It's like antique Freemason language that we we use in, in you know common speech, right? And I just wanted to read one quote. This is please. These are some of the words that the Freemasons li- live by and 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 choose to use uh, and to, die by to describe what Freemasons are. It's a beautiful system of morality, veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. And obviously, that symbol we see the most is the square and the compass, you hmm. know. And then sometimes there's a G in the middle. Did you ever oh, notice that? A G in the compass? Yeah, there's the square at the top and then the compass. And then sometimes okay. you'll see a G in the middle. Whoa, I don't know. I guess I'm not looking at compasses enough. <laughs> well, it's not in the compass. It's in the middle of the space that is created by the square and the compass. Compasses. And this is the Freemason symbol? Yeah. I guess I'm just not looking at the Freemason symbol enough. I guess not. I'd but, like to. Do you know what the G stands for? Don't say God. Some people say it means God. But others other, say Gilbert Godfrey. Others say it means the great architect of the universe. Because the Masons, the Masons say that you only need to believe in a supreme being, not necessarily that, you know, the one specific God, like a Christian sure. God. Sure. Just something. Others Alien. Say that, others say that the G could mean geometry because so yeah. much of their symbolism revolves around geometrical shapes. Maybe it stands for having a good old time. Just a good old time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, because seriously, like at the end of the day, what are they really fucking doing all the time? That's what I'm saying. What the hell are they doing? I, what if they're just like doing nothing? They're just like, oh, we're just smoking Cubans and fucking drinking scotch. <laughs> I, think like, what, I think that's mostly what they do. And just because it's secretive that people have all these conspiracies about it. Yeah. It's like FOMO. They're just people just want to know because they think they're missing oh, out oh, on oh, something. Oh, oh, oh. You know fear of missing out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fear of, oh, yeah there was something yeah. on <laughs> another podcast I was hearing about it today. There's a conspiracy that Jack the Ripper was a whole Freemasons uh, conspiracy. Mm-hmm. That Prince Albert Edward, who was a prince during the Victorian era in London, slept with a prostitute, impregnated a prostitute. Probably five other prostitutes knew about it, and the queen. They got pregnant, and they got pregnant because they knew about it. <laughs> And the queen's private doctor was sent to murder all of the prostitutes, including the pregnant one that knew. Right on. And, and you know, that was, uh, that was amazing because it was done with, like, surgical precision. You know, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fucking Jack the Ripper uh, theories. A lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've, I've read the theories. I don't, I like that one, but I almost feel like it's just like, until someone tells me what the truth is anymore, I can't. I don't, I Why can't. even bother? Yeah. I mean, I'll bother. He's a cool dude. What do you got there? A dollar bill for me? All right. Um, I'm going to give you the last conspiracy, then you're going to go. <laughs> give me that dollar. All right. On the back of the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. You're going to take I that? I haven't seen one of these in a while. <laughs> Times are tough. <laughs> so on the back of the dollar bill, there's that unfinished pyramid thing. Oh, yeah. The eye pyramid. Yeah. So... There's that Latin phrase at the bottom, novus ordo seclorum. Oh, yeah, everybody's favorite phrase. Which apparently means new order of the ages. And there's also that one on top that says annuit septus, I guess that's how you say it. Yeah. Which means favor our undertakings. Mm -hmm. But apparently, the first and last letters of those Latin phrases, if you connect them all, spells out mason. Oh my God! See that? My eyesight is horrible. And then if you if you connect those all, you can create a compass and a square, and people feel like that was the Masons interjecting themselves into yeah, which would make kind of make sense because those symbols were were created by the founding fathers, a lot of who were Freemasons. But actually, I mean, Ben Franklin was a Freemason. And he helped design the dollar bill, but apparently the guys who chose that particular symbol were not Freemasons. But what if that was part of the secret? But what if that's part of the secret? And, you know, Ben Frank, he's just got his hands in everything. He does! You know, by the way, uh, the, the famous Ben Franklin actor died recently, we were talking about. Oh, that's Around true. Philly. You know, not to, not to be Rest dead. No, I'll keep this dollar for you. <laughs> it's, it's drawn on. It's real. It's right. I'll take it back. Uh, no, I just... I don't mind. So... Thank you. Yeah, um... Yeah, Ben Frank, he just is like, he's just doing everything. Yeah. You know, it also looks kind of pentagrammy too. And a little bit like a sheriff star when you connect all that. Love a sheriff star. Love a sheriff star. Anyway, I'll stop there. Why don't you talk to me about your idiom, buddy? Just like that? Yeah, I'm going to end it. But I've got so many questions about the Freemasons. Give me a question. Do you have one question? What's the worst thing they've ever done? Nobody knows. No one knows. (laughs) Damn it! I just want to know. I want to get on that jury. Assassinated you know? JFK? Probably, right? Maybe. But that's a theory, right? Yeah. 9-11? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Oh, ooh, ooh. Jesse Ventura led me down that road. <laughs> All right. Time to switch gears here, people. Let's switch gears. We're Simone, switching hard. all been waiting for. It's time for Albert's Spaghetti Short Spaghetti Straw. Not going to say my last name. Um, <laughs> all right, right. Have you ever heard of the old the old phrase... Take the high road, my friend. Take the high road. Why don't you take it? It's a classic. 
I don't know anything about it either. You devil! Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say you knew exactly what I was going to talk about. I don't. Well, here's the thing. That's actually not my choice of the day. Okay. But it's, I need it. I need it to explain mine because what I want to talk about is the low road. The low road? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the high road. Well, I'm going to give you a little background on the high road just so that we can understand the low road better. I really want to understand the low road. But you are a low road man if I've ever seen Oh, Jesus. That's... It sounds bad, right? (laughs) That's... Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, No, 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 no. We are taking this one back for fucking ever. It's the coolest fucking thing. This is going to be ours? Everyone that's like, oh, take the high road. We're uh, taking the low road. We, you will want to take the low road if you're cool after this. Okay. All right. So Perfect. what does, let's just knock this out. Take the high road means. Take the high road means to do the better thing. Yeah. Choose the noble, uh, ethical, diplomatic course, especially in the face of negativity and ill treatment. So if somebody treats you wrong, you know, it's like the whole turn the other cheek thing, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Where did that come from? Well, do you want to guess? Take the high road. Because even though this uh, isn't my main thing. Yeah. All right. So do the better thing. The high road. Where's uh, it coming from? Where is it coming from? I mean, if you're going to be a good person, you're going to go to heaven. You're going to take the road up to heaven. Of course. Everything that's high is good, right? That is lame. It is lame. And that's why. Except when you're smoking marijuana. Oh, the high road. Nothing to do with Jesus there. No. I mean, he looked like a pothead, but whatever. So here's the deal. Uh, Take the High Road was actually popularized in 1948, which was when Thomas Dewey was running against Harry Truman in the, um, you know, for president. Wasn't he a Freemason? Uh, Right. That's why when you said Truman earlier, I was like, Truman. Yeah, dude, totally. So uh, real quick, the thing about him was it was I thought it was his campaign slogan, like take the high road with Dewey. It wasn't. He had some really funny slogans and I actually printed out some for you. But um, just to to breeze through it, people felt that he took the high road in the presidential campaign because Truman actually came at him with some mudslinging. And the one big one was. What's up with uh, Dewey's Hitler mustache? Oh. Yeah. That's some serious mud to throw at a man. Yeah. And he did not retaliate. He had like this really clean election. Just like Barack. Well, he would, yeah, Barack <laughs> would never, you know, even, yeah, put a Hitler stash on Barack, he's still cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, they thought it was a lock. The whole thing with Dewey was they were like, that was that was the election where... Truman holds up the paper and goes, Dewey defeats Truman. Oh, it's a great and picture. there's that funny picture. I have it. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. And, you know, I just feel you like... You feel I, good for the guy. And there's a political cartoon there for mm. you, too. And there's also some of his buttons and all those things. But Love they thought it was a lock. And they right. printed, like, however many thousand papers ahead of time. And there it is. Yeah, wow. So... Uh, Should I hold on to this? I mean, if you want to look at the buttons, there's some funny ones. Yeah, look at the buttons. Um, so that's where it was popularized, but that wasn't all that long ago. The origin origin of this idea of the high road actually comes back from the ninth century. And that's digging way back. That's going back. And it was the first thing that they said was close to it was they talked about the highway, the mm. first highway, yeah. which isn't like the highway of today, obviously. It's just the main road between two cities or towns. Okay. And back then in like the in old english terms any they started adding high to things if it was like the most excellent of something or um the high boy yeah like uh they would have like the high sheriff or 
you know, it was like the high street. It was just the main road, the best road to the get high Baker from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, and that later, uh, evolved into, we, we talk about like main streets and in Britain and stuff, they have high streets. It's just like that busy road. Sure. So that's where that all kind of came from. You think of those things about being high, godlike, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Right. Right. All right. Let's get back to the, the low road. The low road. Okay. What do Tell you me that? about the low road. This is my idiom of the week. What do you think it means though? Because I feel like. Is it the opposite of high road? How it's used today, yes. But this is what we're erasing and taking back today. The low road. Yeah. I mean, you can, right now you're just guessing what it means today. It's the opposite. All right. No, I'm not going to guess the opposite. You don't need, oh, okay. All right. So the low, the low road. Meaning today, not origin. Oh, what does the low road mean today? Yeah. I mean, to, I basically agree with you that it's the opposite of the high road. Oh, oh you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's taking the, like an original path. Mm. No. Mm. The righteous path? Mm. No, because the high road's the righteous path. Right. Right. So the low road is the bad path. Yeah. The bad boy path. Yeah. Low road is a method or manner that is underhand, unscrupulous, contemptible, or and it's an expedient course to an action. So a lot of people just kind of like allude to the low road being like, all right, you're going to take the low road. Like you're going to cross ethical lines to make sure. Sh- yeah. Like, like Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Oh. Right. Tanya Harding took the low road. Yeah. When she bashed yes. Nancy Kerrigan's knee in yes. the crowbar. Or Scott Peterson. Oh, Scott, I guess. When he, you know, killed his pregnant wife so he could date the blonde girl. All right. There was, a, there was a thing on last night, so I was watching that. Scott Peterson. You know, he got death row. Who's Scott Peterson? The Scott Peterson trial, man. He was the guy that was married and uh, he had a pregnant wife at home but then he started seeing this this blonde woman who i cannot believe lacey peterson oh yeah right lacey peterson was his wife she was pregnant it's ringing a bell he bought a boat and then and then (laughs) he should have gone to jail for that right boats don't exist right now um (laughs) these aren't the sailing days these aren't the sailing days he 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 like it was like a modern day like total fucked up killer like he killed his wife and then tied weights to her and you know, <laughs> like put her at the bottom of the ocean. Sounds Alkaline like Trio makes a nod to them. Yeah, he took a low road kind of thing there. Oh, he took a low road. Yeah, because he just wanted to be single and free again. He didn't want no kid. Right. Yeah. Who? He don't want no kid. I mean, I don't want no kid. <laughs> all right. So what's? So where are you going with this? Where am I going? I'm going yeah. all over. So okay. So now we got a little sidetracked. I felt bad. I feel like it was my fault because I brought up Nancy yes. Kerrigan. Oh, sorry, everybody. But no, I think a lot of people like that take the low road. It's like this quick way out. You think you're going to get to your goal faster, but ultimately, a lot of people say the low road leads to hell. Cool. Yeah, but they're not that far off. That's the thing. Do you know where the origin of that comes from? Uh, is it the, the, is it like, is it the road to hell? Does it come from Dante's Inferno? Nope. nope. I mean, maybe in some way, yes, but I found, what is believed? Is it the path that leads to the gates of hell? No. Oh, okay. Not quite. Um, I think in modern day use, uh, someone who walks the low road, you could say is on their way to hell. Okay. But that's not where this comes from. All right. Um, I don't know. All right. Now, here's why I was really afraid to use this one, but I didn't realize that I was afraid until about this morning. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the old song, The Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond? Is it a Scottish ballad? Oh, it's a Scottish ballad. Is that a Scottish ballad? It's the one that goes, you'll take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before ye 
Wow. Right? Yeah. Dude, you lived in Scotland That's good. for a while. I know. What do you, like, nobody was talking about that nonstop? <laughs> no one, no, no oh, one talked about God. it nonstop. Fantastic. People, Ryan went to, he did his master's in Scotland. I was a dick. I didn't visit. But, you know, I didn't realize as I was researching this the whole time. I was like, he's, he might know all of this stuff. And we're drinking scotch and right now. That's when you said that we were drinking whiskey. And then I was like, what makes it scotch? <laughs> I, I, I just thought I was giving myself away. All right. All right. Right. So um, so the a, low road comes from a Scottish ballad. A Scottish ballad. Now, Great. here's the thing. Uh, that song uh, has the high road and the low road right in right in there. They say the song was published in 1841, but it was actually a much older song, and they believe it was written in 1746. Mm. But they also think that whole, like, na 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 they actually believe that that's a much older Scottish tune oh, okay. also. Yeah. So... The seventeen, the mid seventeen hundreds doesn't seem maybe seem that old, but it, it still is, and it's got a cool a cool story behind. Cool. It. Have you ever heard of the heard of the Jacobites? Oh sure, yeah. Right? Am I yeah. saying that right? Is the Jacobites. Jacobites? Jacobites. I knew I was gonna say. That. So you know, Scotland. I feel bad. The Scots. I feel like just all they wanted was to just just leave be us alone. their own thing. Yeah, just right? let us do our own yeah. thing. Okay. So there it's was goddamn the, English. I know. It's like stop. <laughs> It's like, let them be. Let them be. <laughs> let it be. Let them be. Okay, so uh, so there was the Jacobite uprising, right? Which mm-hmm. started in early 1600s. There was, there was an uprising in like 1715. Then again, in, it ended, I'll tell you this much, in 1745. And the last battle was at this place called the uh, Battle of Kuldar... No, Culloden. Battle of Culloden. And... It was like the battlefield was all mucked up and yeah. the fucking with, with blood and guts. Not with even. Mud. It was just like well, marshy. Wait, was this in Scotland? Uh, it actually was in Scotland. Okay. Yes. All right. Which, so it was rainy, marshy. It was just nasty. And the thing is, is the Jacobites were mostly Highlander people, you know. Cool. So they had come down. They wanted to like. They really thought that they could like overthrow the monarchy and just kind of like yeah. get back to just wearing kilts and just drinking eating whiskey, pee, you know, eating just, haggis. Yeah, just like having a good old time. But um, so this is where it ended. They were slaughtered by the British, like just horrible. And um, they believe that that song was written about that. Uh, oh, like, it was like a battle hymn then. Yeah. Well, not exactly a battle hymn because they believe that the song was set in the after times mm. of the battle because it was definitely over then. And they killed thousands of the Highlanders, but uh, some were also taken prisoner. So they were taken back to England for trial, right? Mm-hmm. So there's two popular interpretations of of this song, right? And especially this this line that says, you take the high road. I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before you. Because if you think high road, low road, high road is a highway, low road is like side roads of the day, right? Yeah. How are you getting there quicker on the side roads? Yeah. Right? Water. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not the water. All right. So there's, there's two interpretations. One is that the song was written by the loved one of somebody that was imprisoned after the uh, Jacobite, Jacobite, um, rebellion. Okay. So basically if you got called, they actually drew straws to see who was, which is funny because it's what we did today. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were actually straws. straws. Yeah. It might've been spaghetti. It might've been spaghetti. (laughs) Pete straws. I don't know. So if you were caught, 
your family would trudge along these low roads, these side roads, down from the highlands uh, to come and witness the trial. But if you were on trial uh, as a Jacobite, you were most likely going to be executed. Hmm. Almost definitely. Yeah. So the idea of the song being written from a loved one is uh, saying, listen, person that I love that's going to die, you take the high road, I'll take the low road. I'm still going to get home before you because do you know what they did with all the people that they executed after that? They, um, they, they paraded their body parts. Like they, like they killed them. Then they also dismantled their heads on sticks and paraded around them. I was going to say (laughs) specifically Mm -hmm. the heads on pikes, you know, heads on pikes. And they paraded them on all the main roads from, um, I saw Glasgow, London to Glasgow. Yeah. And so the reason that they weren't getting home anytime soon is because some of your their body was, body still in was London. just getting fucking drawn all oh, over the man. place. Yeah. So these poor that's people. That's what that means? That's no. What lo- oh, oh, oh. That's one interpretation. Oh, I like that one. And that's a good one, right? I Yeah. Now, Anything Scottish I'm going to like. Dude, I like that one too because there's heads on pikes, but this one I like even better. I can't believe that. The second interpretation, which is actually the more popular interpretation, is that the song was written by two prisoners. Mm -hmm. Remember how I said earlier that only about one in 20 of the uh, prisoners were, unless you were like a high-ranking officer, they all died. But like common, common fighters, about one in 20 went to trial. This, the idea is that the person writing the song is somebody who drew the short straw. They're going to die. And they are writing the song uh, to another friend who is getting released. And they're like, hey, buddy, you take the high road. I'll take the low road. And I'll be in Scotland before you. Here's why. The person who's released, they get to take the main roads, main roads home. The most direct route, they're home on the highways. The person who gets killed, there's an old fairy Celtic belief, Celtic belief, mm-hmm. um, that when you die outside of your country, your soul is immediately transported on the fucking underground yeah. fairy roads yeah. back to your old haunts. Nice. Ryan. I love that. I picked up this book. It's called The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries by W.Y. Evans Wentz. Now, this guy wrote this in 1911. It was like his like it was like his big, what's it, what's it, something, uh, not a doctorate, right? What's it called when you write your like grand thesis on something? Grand thesis? Sure. Okay. So he was using, he was using old Celtic references, but he was also visiting all of these people around the early 1900s that lived in these areas of Scotland and finding out about their fairy faith. This was their religion, man. They, dude, like imagine, you know, uh, our religion, Christianity, blah, dude, (laughs) fucking, or, or no, I guess we're Catholics. I don't know. It all sounds the same. same. So there, that was like their fucking ancient religion. The, the oldest reference that I could get of one of these people he interviewed, the story goes back to AD 1917. Oh, BC. I'm sorry. Not 1917. I'm sorry. 917. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now. The they they say that it goes even farther than that, but that was like the earliest date that I could find about like this fairy faith. But dude, do you know where they think fairies came from? Which where? is a, pof, a popular belief with with the Scottish Highlanders. Tell me where, dude. It's like 
Lucifer leaves heaven. Yeah. As he leaves, they called him like the beautiful one. As he leaves, all of these other they said fallen heaven, angels they're not even they 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 sometimes they called them fallen angels sometimes they just said like the other the other heavenly folk just followed him out and they were streaming out of the city streaming and then saint michael is like father people are leaving because it's so boring up here <laughs> and he's like close the gates close close them what does close it, the gates how slow do these gates go and um, that's god's voice right yeah 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 and um you know and what he said was uh there's there was a quote that says like Who's in is in and who's out is out. And if you were on the outside of heaven's gates, you were banished to live not in hell, but in the underground of earth. Albert, you win. Right. No, no, you win. I, I this can't is even, gold, right, man. I is, love this. Yeah. So they, they, there is so much fairy lore. I can't even like, yeah, cause I've been just much. reading and cramming and yeah, stuff right. like that. But it goes back to that kind of origin oh, story. Wow. That's widely it's believed. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, you know, the fairies lived underground. Yeah, they did. They also hung out with dead spirits a lot because cool. one of the one of the things that they believed was, um, as this song kind of references, is um, uh, that when you die, especially if it's suddenly, if you're murdered, if you're if you die quickly, if you're drowned, I feel like all these Scottish people drowned, mm-hmm. and people would see their spirits where they used to hang out often. It was like just. It was like so natural, and and this this fairy faith is it used to be believed a lot more. Now now people are kind of private about it, and they don't want to, you know. But that's their old religion, like the old gods. Old like, religion. Is there anything finer than the old religion? That's the only religion that's good. Ah, oh, it's the good stuff. Oh man, and they just have so many cool things, so many cool fairy things. Yeah. So the so the low road, it then is the the road that the dead would take yeah so with and the the fairies would be there because they're underground on that road the idea is if you die out of the country and i also believe that you could die in scotland based on some of the stories that i've heard if you die outside of the country you are your soul is instantly transported to where you call home Mm -hmm. you know that's nice yeah so imagine you see me get my head cut off and then you're like well time to go back to scotland and I'm there waiting for you already because it's like, you know, instantaneous spirits move pretty quick, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. It's well, really nice. Right. I really I, like it. This book and then there's a couple others that I've been really delving into, but there is so much stuff about changelings cool. and like leaving food out for fairies and like... What do fairies eat? Well, uh, so Meat. The, the, no, well, the two big, the two big things that <laughs> Stardust. I... Stardust. The two big... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the two big things that they eat, uh, they, that people leave out for them are milk and and butter. And what's really cool about it is if you leave out fairy food, which you better well if you live in the Scottish Highlands to keep them happy, um, the next day, no one, not a man or beast, should eat it. Because what they do is the fairies actually extract all the goodness from it, but it still looks whole. Wow. And the only thing that's left is like the bad parts like i imagine it being like if you ate something and shit something but it still looked like <laughs> the butter yeah. but it's as good as that yeah yeah you just yeah. like sucked out the soul of the butter yeah yeah 
I'm very content with all of this information. I right. You I just, that. you know, as, as a man who was a Scot for some time, I just, am, I'm so happy that you didn't already know. Yeah, I didn't know any of this. This uh, is great. I'd love to run down just a brief, brief list of fun, fun facts. facts. If that's fun okay. Facts. I know. Is that okay? Yeah, give fun it to me. facts. Okay. So another reference for the low road, even in today's, you know, dictionaries and stuff is there was like a quick reference for just being death itself. Like, so if you're on the low road, it's death. It's yeah. it's the road to death, yeah. which is kind of cool because you think about like, oh, nowadays taking you to hell because you're making like decisions that are like not really great or whatever. But it's, if you look at the old way, it's because the fairies, you're already dead kind of sort of thing. So, And while I was researching, I realized that one of my favorite, one of our favorite metal bands, Every Time I Die, has on cool. my favorite album, the X-Lives album, they have a song called... The low road has no exits, right? Yeah, yeah. and there are yeah, yeah. some, dude. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yay! Yeah, yeah. I, I meant to either say yes or yikes, and I said yay. Yeah. There are some lines in here that I just want to be that this guy is referencing the fairy road, you know? Yeah, and he's like, seems like a smart man, dude. Like vacant praise for a hollow man. There's all this stuff about changelings. Like if you're taken by, that's a big thing. Taken by the fairies, they leave behind an elderly fairy that just withers and dies so what you find like people people in the highlands have believed that they've buried their family members that aren't even them they're just these hollow husks of like an old fairy right and um he has this line that says dead wait don't wait like wait w-e-i-g-h-c don't wait and because there's a waiting on the fairy path you know like you're dead so there's no waiting mm-hmm. and there was this one last line that i had to talk about what she says i am death it's the last line of the song <laughs> that is that i is one, am death that's one way to end a song dude the best three words of all time the fucking oh and the seconds off a prisoner's term i mean i think i mean there's yeah. a good he, chance that he he's looked up some alluding info to definitely this fucking thing and I just want to shake that man's hand. I mean, I was in the boiler room with him. We saw him in person in the bar. Yeah. But as if (laughs) he couldn't get any fucking cooler. Right. So every time I die, send us some money. Also. (laughs) 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 Also. Yeah. uh, These will be quicker. So Take the High Road was actually a British soap opera from 1980 to mm. 2003. Sounds and, good. Dude, today, well, they actually filmed some of it on Loch Lomond. Oh, okay. And a lot of it's filmed in Scotland. Wow. And actually, I feel like it's actually a Scottish show that was like produced by Britain. And yeah. so, you know, because there's no money in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> there's some money. <laughs> well, yeah, gold, no whiskey money. Yeah, whiskey money. So uh, I started watching that today. And no joke, this this character that came into the, like the bus terminal or whatever, she banged out three idioms at like in the first couple minutes of her sitting there. Sounds like our new favorite show. I'll tell you what, there was something very comforting about it. Yeah, there was something very comforting about it. So I, I recommend everybody watch that. Hey, they, maybe we can get sponsored by, by the, the, the creator, uh, of... the defunct, uh, <laughs> take the high road. Yeah, here's one that you're gonna like, my friend. There was a Doctor Who episode called The Highlanders. It was a four-part series in 1966 with the second Doctor. But here's the problem. problem? It was one of the lost episodes, which if you out there know what I'm talking about, there's just like 
British television that just is gone. They just they, they just don't have it archived or anything. Like they aired it on television and then they took the reels or whatever and just threw them in the right. incinerator. Like, well, nobody nobody cares, I guess. So I, I, I scoured the internet. I couldn't find anywhere that actually had it. There's some stills and there's some, apparently the, the audio survived. Ooh. They, yeah. Maybe we could take the audio, yeah. use the audio, recreate the video footage yeah. ourselves. There you go. All right. Oh, and the Highlanders, it it's the TARDIS drops down right after the Battle of Culloden. Culloden. Oh, man. That, yeah. That sounds like a good yeah. episode. There's like, they're taking prisoner. Episode. I think at one point the doctor becomes like a a, a cook or mm, something. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they also made a, uh, gra- I, and I think it was a graphic novel or like a book version of it or whatever. So we can look that up. Um, there's two things that I want to say left. The Rhythm of My Heart, my favorite Rod Stewart song. The melody of that song <laughs> was actually taken from the Battle the old of Lamed. Yeah, it's like, cool. oh, the rhythm of my heart. Oh, wow. Lord uh, on the sky, I'm sailing. You know, it's like. Right. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, it's like, great. It's like a, they said it's a version of that. Yeah. Because he's Scottish. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wait, Rod Stewart's Scottish? Uh, oh, he's got like some Scottish. Oh, I don't know oh, if he's okay. full on Scottish. I don't Scottish. think he's from Scotland, though. I don't know if he's from Scotland, but he's got like. It, they were saying that it was referencing like he's got Scottish. Some, he's got some Scottish background. Blood. The Scottish background. Rod Stewart. Whoa. Rod Stewart. <laughs> and then. Oh, it's Rod Stewart. <laughs> I've gone broken my vocal cords. <laughs> I think that's Cockney English. <laughs> I love Cockney. Uh, that's what she said. Okay, uh, last one is um, then, and the final one. The final fun fact. Going back to my childhood, do you remember Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay. La- you mean the famous Disney dog cartoon? The famous spaghetti and meatballs scene of Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> oh, it's not about it that. Always part, comes back to the spaghetti. I know. I know. Um, but if you remember the Scotty dog, you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. So there's a Scotty dog. And I think he's supposed to be the one that's like the level, the level headed one mm-hmm. in the whole thing. Like, don't go getting all <laughs> caught up in the love meatballs. Don't go eating the meatballs. <laughs> he's a tramp. Yeah, uh, right. So anyway, when you first see the Scotty dog for the first time, he's got a bone in his mouth and he's going to bury mm-hmm. it. And so he sings a song that goes... Four steps straight and then to the left and right to the place where I marked it with a bunny bunny bone that'll bury for me own in the bunny bunny banks of the backyard. Me and my brother Mario used to sing that shit all the time because it was hilarious. And that melody is the original ballad melody. It's the directly taken. He's a Scotty dog. He's singing the ballad of Loch Lomond and... Also, he's burying a bone, which is like dead things. I mean, it just couldn't get any cooler Perfect. than that. Great. Loved it. Great stuff, my man. Loved it. Can I just shake your hand, my friend? Let me just see if I can get a shake in there. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. I sincerely enjoyed this episode. I felt, you know what? There's a lot of information that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoy your friendship. I enjoy your friendship. And with a glass of Scottish whiskey. Whiskey from Scotland. We'd just like to say, until next week. Good on ya. (laughs) Don't be a Scottish idiot. All right. right. But until next week. Seriously. Not in a Scottish accent. Oh, we can do it in a Scottish accent. Okay. Until Until next next week. Don't don't be an idiot.
about you? On the level. Me too. Hey, now we're friends. Till the end of space. Nice to meet you. We are friends now. Handshakes, secrets, no women. Are you a Martian? Me too. A Freemason. Freemason Martian. The Manson Martian. Proclamation. <laughs> <laughs>